it's not every day that we have the opportunity to sit down with a club captain and talk to them about how well their career is going. But the fortunate thing today is that we're sitting down with the Bafana Bafana captain as well, uh, who's starting the game against France. We are lucky to have the audience with Supersport United's goalkeeper, Mr. Ronwin Williams. Ronwin, how are you today? Good evening, Courtney. Uh, all good. All good. Just happy to be back on the field. And yeah, finally, we get to talk. So, Ronan, you just before we came on air, you started talking to me about a current injury you had. Now, I don't know if this has been released to the to your fans or the media. What is the injury you actually had? Yeah, I had a small niggle that I picked up a few months ago. I had a torn meniscus. A piece of the meniscus was torn. And, you know, we penciled in this date uh, to get it sorted out. And, yeah, I mean, the recovery went very quick. I think I done it like two weeks ago and I'm, you know, 100% back on the field again. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. But it's come towards the end of the season. The season's almost over. I was wondering, how do you feel upon reflection the season has actually gone for you? Um, you know, very disappointed. But obviously, you know, as Supersport over the years, we've always managed, you know, to outdo ourselves. You know, we always managed to get in some sort of final, be in the top eight, fight for some sort of silverware. But, you know, this season we let ourselves down. And I mean, we, we let a good man in coach Caetano Tembo lose his job, you know, and it's down to us as players. And obviously, you know, sitting down, reflecting, you know, one has to take into account that, you know, we, we it's, it's, it's some sort of, uh, you know, a turnaround now at the club where we've invested more minutes into the younger players, you know, into our academy. And we need to be realistic. You know, we need to give them some time to grow, to learn. You know, I mean, this is professional setup now and how to do things. And, you know, we need to be realistic and give the boys some time and give the club some time, you know, to, to, to give minutes, you know, to these boys, not let them sit in the stands. They're not going to, you know, grow and get better sitting in the stands. So we've given a lot of minutes and invested a lot of time into the youngsters. So in the next few years, you know, Supersport will be up there challenging for titles again. I like the ambitious talk and where you want Supersport to go, especially being club captain now. And that brings me on to my next question. You are the club captain at Supersport United, which brings a lot of responsibility. And the newly appointed Bafana Bafana captain, congratulations. Thanks so much. How much have you started enjoying the leadership? Because the, the people are going to start talking about, oh, the pressure this brings. But have you been enjoying this new leadership you've taken on? Yeah, definitely. You know, obviously in the beginning it was difficult. Over the years I've had but part, uh, you know, leadership roles where I think it was in 2014 when coach uh, Kevin Johnson gave me the responsibility of leading such a wonderful team in Supersport United. Mm -hmm. And I think I was only 22 years old, you know, so I've always had the, the leadership qualities. Um, and obviously I've learned, I've learned over the years from experienced guys, the likes of Dean Furman, Morgan Gold, and that's players who not only captain Supersport United, they captain the national team as well. So I learned from them. And yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed every moment, every minute, you know, the ups and downs. And one thing in my leadership role, you know, that I, that I decided, you know, from the beginning that I need to accept that there's going to be a lot of downs, you know, and it's how 
I stick my head up and yelp, you know, the guys overcome, you know, all those challenges that we face and the downs and the defeats. Obviously, you know, the, the, the blame will obviously be on the, you know, the captain and obviously the technical team. And, you know, that's where, you know, I've learned how to deal with that. It's just to just know that there's going to be another game, you know, that you can make, uh, you can correct your mistakes and, you know, go back to the drawing board and winning again. So it's been, it's been a challenge, but one that I've, you know, taken with both hands and I think I've done fairly well. Now, you know, the captain's armband, as I said a bit earlier, brings added pressure. It brings a spotlight. Some people wilt in the spotlight. Some people thrive in the spotlight. How have you managed this added pressure that has brought to your game? Because it's not just club captain, it's Bafana Bafana captain. You are at the pinnacle. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, now you, you know, you, you're the leader of millions and millions of, you know, Bafana Bafana fans, as well as Super Sport United fans. And I think in the beginning, I told the guys, you know, that it's, it's not Ron and Williams team you know it's super sport united and it's Bafana Bafana it belongs to all of us yes I'm the captain but we are all captains here and I think I've you know I've like the more experienced guys I've given them the role you know to help me and be there I don't want to be the captain and taking you know all the responsibility on myself because I mean it, it's difficult because you know you there's so many players that one has to deal with and obviously you can't do it alone so at Supersport, we have a committee. And as well as, you know, at Bafana Bafana, we have, I think there's three or four of us, the more experienced guys, Sianda, Tulu, Percy Tao, who help me and make things easier for me. So that has been a bonus for me, having these guys who's played at the highest level helping me. So it's not an individual leadership, even though you carry the band. It is a collective leadership linked in with experience and well, which will also help you to be a better captain. And that's fantastic. But you know, there's that train of thought out there, Ronwin, that outfield players are the ones that are mainly the captain. Outfield players feel the tempo of the pitch, the game can talk directly to the referee. Uh, so what is your comeback to that? Yet there are captains who are goalkeepers and highly successful Casillas, Hugo Rolli, uh, uh, Loris at, at, at Spurs. These were goalkeepers who were captain. What is your comeback to that, that it doesn't have to be an outfield player? I beg to differ. I think the best captains are, are the goalkeepers because, first of all, we are the most vocal and we see the game better than anyone else. You know, we see the game from behind. We have a full picture of each and every player in front of us. You know, we see the 21 other players in front of us. And um, like I said, we're the most vocal. You know, I don't know of any goalkeepers not vocal because that comes with the territory and that comes with the positioning. You know, so I think over the years, if you look down, you know, who's won World Cups, you know, you look at Italy, you see Gianluigi Buffon lifting, lifting the trophy. You see Ica Casillas, Loris. So, you know, I... I beg to differ. And I mean, yeah, in South Africa as well, we had one of, you know, the standout captains in Itumalenkune who was a goalkeeper as well, Andre Arnsa, you know. So I think, you know, we've got, we've got the capabilities, the leadership qualities, because, you know, we need to lead, we need to be vocal out there. And that's a, a bonus for us.
looking at super sport super sport has given you the platform to be where you are today you've been at super sport for for over 19 years i think from the time you were 12 years old correct me if i'm wrong yes what correct. about that club has kept you there just the family we the, the values you know the the values from the academy from the first day that i walked in the doors the values haven't changed you know we family orientated um i mean you can call stanley matthews anytime and he knows everyone in my family and that's what they that's what we are you know about as, as a club you know it's it's when you come here you're part of a family and we always say once you're part of super sport you you know we we are in a circle and we don't want anyone to go out to that circle and like i mean the values we have as a team as a club you know it's amazing and they've been true to their word i mean 18 19 years ago when i joined um the academy godfrey musweta who scouted me told my parents that one day this boy is going to be you know the captain of this club he's going to play for this club he's going to represent the national team and i mean everything that they've ever promised my parents and promised me that they look after me and take care of me they've done it all well i'm happy that you're so settled at your club and I, and you know you hear so many stories where clubs don't look after players and it's so nice to hear when a club is doing exceptionally well to look after its players but your career is on the up you can't deny this um do you think you will remain at SuperSport for your entire career, or do you think you'd like to look outside of the country at different opportunities? Where is your trend of thought at the moment? Um, obviously, I need to, as much as I've, I'm happy at SuperSport, I'm content, um, I need to be realistic as well. And I've had discussions with Stanley Matthews, with my managers, and... You know, like I've said, I've got my own personal ambitions and if it does not align with what the club is doing, then obviously I would need their blessing. There's no way I would cut corners or force a deal. That's not me. You know, I mean, the club has been too good to me. They've been loyal to me uh, through the ups and downs. They stuck by me. And that's why, you know, I'm the captain today. And that's why, you know, we've won so many silverware together because we were there through thick and thin. And I mean, you never know. I'll just say you never know in football what might happen. The transfer window is soon. And like I said, I've done fairly well over my career. And if an offer comes that Supersport, first of all, Supersport need to be happy. And they, if they're happy to let me go, you know, then we'll have to go. But only the only way I would leave is with their blessing. But in saying that, if Supersport come and say, we want you to retire this club, we, you are the, the future of this club, the future CEO, the future coach, whatever I want to do, I can't see no reason why I shouldn't stay because, I mean, they've been good to me. If you look around the world, world football, I don't think there's a club who's got the technical team that we've got. Everyone in our technical team, from the coach up until the our physical trainer has come through the ranks. They've either played for us or come through our academy and that's amazing. It shows that they look after their players, you know, beyond their playing career. That's so nice here. That is absolutely fantastic news. And it's good news for how other clubs should be looking after their players, not just only what Supersport is doing. It should be the norm. 
but you spoke about your career being on the up, which is a fact. Has there been any bids from any clubs within the country looking for you that have been turned down that maybe people are not aware of? Not anything concrete that I know about, but there has been talk where I would stumble across one of the coaches or the goalkeeper coaches and you know they would ask if I would like to join or what's my situation at Supersport. And I can't remember my manager ever saying, you know, that there's a concrete offer. Yes, there's been talk here and there, but nothing concrete, you know, that I can say, no, we turned it down. And I mean, in the past, you know, I said there's no reason for me to leave Supersport because we were challenging for titles. Um, but obviously things have changed now. And I know things have changed. The club know things have changed, but it's not me being a coward now and running away. You know, this is where the club needs me now. So if they not willing to let me go, I'm happy to stay. But if they say, no, Ronald, we think that, you know, we are standing in your way, there's bigger things for you, then I'll go with their blessing. You, you sound like you found a very spiritual home that's well established and, and really looks after its players, which then comes brings me back to something you mentioned a bit earlier here, Ronald. Your former coach, Caetano Tembo. What role did he play in your career while he was the manager of Supersport United? He was, oh, he was so important, immensely important because I can remember the academy when I joined, I was very short. And, but obviously I had the ability, but I was very short. And there were a lot of, you know, is he going to grow? Is he going to be good enough? Would he be able to? There was a lot of question marks. And he came, I think, in the year 2007 and he started coaching us and immediately he made me one of his captains. And I mean, I, I was at the club for like two or three years before he came and that responsibility was never given to me. And here a guy came in and saw that potential in me. And that just took my game and my belief to the next level. You know, that's when I realized that, you know, there is a possibility. And he just came in and told me, he said, Ronald, in the next few years, I can see you playing for the first team. And, you know, I had a lot of question marks. Is he just saying that to keep me there? But then, you know, he took me, he told the club that that's the top five players that he had in his under 17 team, you know, who he can see will be part of the, who can play for the first team. I was one of them, you know, and that was an eye opener. And I had a, a chat with coach Gavin Hunt at the time and he said yes you know obviously I need to bulk up I need to grow and I mean coach Caetano and then a few years later we're working together at the first team and then he's the first person you know to make me captain on a full-time basis you know and I mean he's been immense he's been amazing you know he's always believed in me and you know vice versa you know we had a wonderful relationship and obviously it was sad the way it ended that's why I say it was a bit of a disappointing season, you know, in that we lost such a good guy, you know, such a good man and such a good coach. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad loss, but, you know, that's football. We have to move on. And, you know, I wish him, you know, well, you know, for the future. Now, you spoke about how devastating it was to lose such a, an inspirational guy, a guy that's actually brought you through the ranks. Uh, but super sports looking from the outside in looks so well equipped for the next phase because 
very comfortably a legendary figure like Andre Aronsa steps into the role. He's not just nobody, a former goalkeeper. You've got Grant Johnson in the back as well, another excellent goalkeeping coach and a goal, great goalkeeper in his own right as well. Um, how has that transition helped you continue your upward curve? I mean, I've worked with him. Coach Grant is my very first goalkeeper coach when I was 12 years old. So he knows me, you know, for the past 18 years now. And obviously, Coach Andre, I've worked with him the last few years. We worked together at the national team. I was his first choice at the AFCON 2019. So it shows that he has the belief that he has in me, you know. So even Coach Tabu September, who's doing, you know, double duties, doing well with the MDC, they're fighting now, you know, to, to win the, the MDC. And obviously doubling up as our assistant coach as well. I mean, another legend at the club who won three league titles, who was captain, who won so many awards at the club. And to learn from them, you know, it's amazing. I mean, Coach Andre won the FCON. Um, he was there when they won the treble, you know, with Supersport, three, three titles in a row, Coach uh, Tabo as well. So it's been easy. You know, because I've known these guys. I trained with all of them. I played with some of them. Uh, I mean, I trained with Coach Andre, you know. So it's amazing. You know, we like family, you know. So the transition period, you know, has been amazing. And I think he's done fairly well, you know. And this is opportunity for him, you know, to take his coaching career, you know, to, to different heights. Now we're going we're gonna to move into Bafana because it needs time. It needs to be spoken about. Obviously, the result in France is not what any of us wanted, but we were up against uh, a team filled with world-class stars. And you had your moments with Mbappe afterwards. I saw you tweeted about, you, you, you exchanged shirts. Taking into account what happened to the Diego Maradona jersey last week, going for 7.12 million pounds, where have you hung your Mbappe shirt? And is it safely hung? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very safe. Um, obviously, it was amazing, first of all, for him wanting to give his shirt to me. You know, it shows, obviously, that the impact I try to have in the game, you know, the saves I obviously made. Obviously, you know, conceding five is not, it's not nice. Uh, it was disappointing. But, um, yeah, the moment I got home, my son, I checked the T-shirt and it's safely in his cupboard now. Hold on to it, Ronwen. I tell you, <laughs> there's a price tag on that shirt. <laughs> you know, nobody knows what the future holds. The guy's a world-class player at the moment. But what was it like being around these superstars? You Obviously, you in South Africa at this point in time are a superstar in your own right. But these are pushing a bit out of... Africa, in the world, global superstars. What was it like mixing with them? Yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing after the game, even during the game, you know, having chats with them. And it shows that, you know, the human side to them. You, you read all these stories about them being arrogant. and But I didn't experience any of that. You know, I had a few chats with Giroud during the game, with Mbappe, and they were fine. Even after the game, Giroud, came up to me and said, you know, how impressed he was with my goalkeeping. And for me, a boy from Galvandale, Port Elizabeth, 
you know, getting such praise from mega stars, you know, just showed, you know, that anything you put your mind to, you can achieve, you know. So, you know, just rubbing shoulders with them, first of all, was, was amazing. And obviously it showed how far or how far ahead they are of us and the work that we need to, to do to close the gap. Talking about closing the gap, and that's such a good place to be at the moment. Let's go back to the, the Ghana game, that ill-fated game with that disastrously poor penalty award that was given uh, in that crunch fixture. Thinking back on the game and how it went, how do you look back on that day? Oh, tough, very tough, obviously tough to take. But we knew that. I just felt so, so sorry for the young boys, you know. But then in saying that, I'm happy something like that happened. Because that's what happens at that stage, at that level. You know, um, we know it's there, you know. And yes, I can speak about it and warn them that it's going to happen. But it's for them to experience it themselves, you know. And it was just devastating to go out the way we went out. But I told them, this is a setback for greater things to come, you know, and they're going to learn. Now they know when the Afghan qualifiers come up, when we go away to Morocco, when we go away to Libya, it's going to be tough and you need to man up. And that's what the coach told them. But now I'm happy that they gained that experience themselves because I know I've been doing it for years and I know, you know, the mind games and the, the difficulties, you know, they make it very difficult for you. And I'm just happy, you know, that we showed you know, we showed character. We didn't crumble under pressure. We continued fighting. And I mean, afterwards, I sat down and I looked in the change room, you know, and how disappointed the guys were. And I looked at this 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds. And I mean, they've got their whole career and life ahead of them. And this, like I said, is going to be set back, hopefully, for greater things to come. Ghana qualifying for the uh, World Cup in Qatar is a bitter pill to swallow especially off that penalty decision. Um, for goodness sake, where is VAR? <laughs> <laughs> but will, will you be cheering on Ghana or encouraging other Africans in South Africa to cheer on Ghana at the World Cup? I mean, like I said in previous interviews, I said, we are not angry at Ghana. You know, they did not give the penalty. You know, there's a certain individual who was officiating the game. And we are, you know, we are a bit disappointed in him, not the Ghanaians. They are African brothers, you know. We obviously going to support them as much as it's, it's difficult to take that it could have been us. But like I said, you know, that's, that's international football. That's how football is played, you know, on the African continent. They make it very difficult for you, the traveling, everything. And we know it's there, but like I said, we're not angry at them. We're angry at the officiating because they are the, that's the guy who gave the penalty. You know, obviously we knew um, what shenanigans they're going to have. But like I said, again, you know, it's, it's the officiating that we, that we disappointed in. And I mean, like I said, they are African brothers will support them, you know, because, um, you never know in football, you know, it's, 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 it could happen to them next time and then we would want their support. Ronan, you've been very good with your time today. And I've just got one more question. 
uh, and we'll come back to super speed at the moment. Um, the season is concluding very shortly. Super sport have not hit the heights, as you said, as you would have wanted them to. What is your targets with your club for next season? And what is your targets as the Bafana Bafana captain for next season? Oh, definitely Bafana Bafana. That's the easy one. You know, we want to qualify for AFCON. We want to be there in Ivory Coast next year. That's That was obviously the coach's main aim when he signed you know it was not so much the the world cup you know because it was obviously short but then we ended up doing so well and now it's for us it's the afcon we need to be there you know it's not a, a question now anymore you know we need to be part of the the major tournaments and starting next month starting in the next two weeks in the next two weeks you know the the qualifiers the afcon qualifier starts and we need to be there we need to be there. There's no questions being asked. And we've learned now. We've learned. We've gained some experience. And we need to use it. And coming to Supersport, obviously, um, we need to, need to see what the club's direction is. You know, like I said, we invested so many minutes in our younger players in the MDC. And, you know, we need to be realistic. You know, if we keep it that way with a very young team, yes, They've gained minutes, but I mean, you are competing with a lot of, you know, big teams who spend big money and that's not us at the moment. So it depends the direction that the club is going. If they are going to go into the market, then obviously we'll, you know, with the quality that we do have, with the youngsters who's gained some minutes, we'll obviously be up there, you know, challenging again. But if the club's direction is, no, let's invest more in the youngsters, then we need to be realistic and, you know, set realistic targets for us because, these guys, the, the, the players that are playing, that are starting for us are 19, 20-year-olds, you know, and it's, it, it's difficult. But like I said, we've in, invested minutes and we'll bear the fruit, maybe not this season, maybe not next season, maybe in seasons to come. Mr. Ronwin Williams, thank you so much for the conversation today. Thank you for your time, your insight. The man who is the Supersport United captain, the Bafana Bafana captain, with Mbappe's jersey in his son's cupboard. Thank you so much for your time, our hope, and wish you all the best for the qualifiers and the new season. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time.